Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I wanted to get right into it as Republicans clearly building their case for Biden impeachment and a lot going on this week, revelations, tracking the money. The great Larry Menti is in the house. Hey, Larry Bear. Hey, how are you? By the way, it was a really nice message you sent me today. It's wonderful. Anthony, you're going to be married soon, right? <laughs> Because you can look forward to this. It's really, really sweet message. The other day I was on the air uh, up in New York and I sent her a text uh, on Wednesday that said, look, I'm just thinking about you. I love you. And she didn't she didn't have time to text me back. But (laughs) it was the sweetest text that I sent to her. And finally, today. She texted me back, and let me just read it to you. It's, it, I want to make sure that I read it to you exactly the go. way it is. It says, garbage day. <laughs> it's just so sweet, so wonderful. That's what you have to look forward to, Anthony. That's what marriage is going to be like. Not at first. At first, you'll be fooled. You'll think it was a great thing. You'll think it's a wonderful, and then later, you're the garbage man. Later on in life, you're the garbage man. So She was but- checking her uh, Find My iPhone earlier to see if you were doing the trash. <laughs> you can... Oh, wow. That's, a, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. It is funny, though, as you're going to get married, Anthony, it's not everybody is going to tell you... Oh, because everybody wants you to suffer, too. So everybody's going to say, like, jump in. The water's fine. Yes, come on. It's the most wonderful thing in the world. And then you jump in and you're freezing. <laughs> no. I, I did write. Please, I said, wrote to you and the boys. I sent another message. Please help dad. Garbage day. Yeah. Right. So that was the amended. And they didn't mm. get that. They were they sound asleep. I took the garbage out all by myself. Thank you. But well, that's, you're that's a hero. okay. Uh, because let me just text you back. I love you so much. <laughs> and earlier in the week, I wrote, great, thanks, baby. Oh, wonderful. So that's... Thank you. that's really nice. The same exact thing sweet... you say to the delivery guys. That's fine. <laughs> the sweet talker that I Thank you. Well, you know, I'm busy. I'm, you know, I'm like. Yeah, oh, I know. I know. Right. And I'm not. All right. Uh, let's talk about, let's talk about this week. Cause I, you have a great take on a big what you think is a big mistake by the white house so let's let's tee this up let's tell what happened so we had this week more revelations obviously the the house the very busy house ethics committee and uh, representative comer congressman comer so let's listen to peter ducey as he was questioning joe biden at one point right 
And so he kind of runs. He's very tall and lanky and a little awkward. And he's sort of running across the room. And Biden waits for him. To he had to credit. get over a barrier. Yeah, right. He actually he's got those long went over a barrier because the president called him over. Yeah, how about he that? He kept saying, "I want to." And the president said, "Yeah, come on over." So then he lifts his like you know like his yeah. tall frame and he goes over the barrier and blah, blah. so here's what can we play it, Anthony? Here's Ducey. There's this testimony now where one of your son's former business associates is claiming that you. We're on speakerphone a lot with them, talking business. Is that what? I've never talked business to anybody. And I, I know you'd have a lousy question. Well, what do you, it's, why is that a lousy question? Because it's not true. Thank you, Mr. President. Can I tell you something about the relationship between the two of them? Mm-hmm. He is so respectful. Do you, you know, see? You, and you think about people in the past, like Sam Donaldson, Dan Rather, Jim mm-hmm. Acosta, how vile they were sometimes how rude they were sometimes screaming at the president accusing him of things this guy is so respectful and at first i thought to myself oh he's not strong enough he's not tough enough no he gets the questions in he does it the right way we've been used to seeing people do it the wrong way and so we think oh this guy's soft he's not he asks the questions that nobody else is asking and he's doing it the way you're supposed to do it and he's extremely respectful but what you were talking about Mm -hmm. is as soon as he asked that question he got a call from staffers at the white house telling them why that was a bad question why it was a lousy question why the premise of the question was so wrong there's a couple of problems with that one they're all going to be subpoenaed now because obviously they must know something about the case and so they just exposed themselves that's number one and then we found out last night in other peter Ducey reports that they changed their story again mm-hmm. remember i was never on these phone calls I, and then one and then devin archer allegedly said he talked about the weather which he now denies he didn't say that he definitely talked business that's what devin archer is now saying he definitely talked business well the White House staffer that called Peter Ducey said he never talked business. So he was on the phone calls. Now it's changed again. So we have gone from I've never discussed anything with my son to I've never been in business with my son to I'm on the phone, but I didn't talk business. So this story keeps changing, which means he started out lying. And now he's slowly realizing evidence is coming out, exposing his lies, and he has to change his story. But to expose staffers to that means that when they start this impeachment inquiry, which will, which I believe is going to start in September, when they start this inquiry, they are going to have more power to compel people to testify and to get records. And so whoever was on that phone call, I'm sure they're already trying to figure out who that was. That person's going to get a subpoena or first get invited and then get a subpoena if they don't appear. And you feel as the White House then was calling Ducey and trying to backtrack on on that comment that those people will be subpoenaed as well? They were mad at Ducey for asking the question and telling him why he was wrong, which was dumb. Just let it go. 
it was your guy that made the mistake in calling him over there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Peter Ducey. Peter Ducey was standing behind a barrier asking if he could take a question, and the president called him over. I'm sure as he was walking over and getting over this barrier that the president was going, oh, what was I thinking? I, I didn't know it was him. He probably didn't recognize him because he's in such <laughs> mental disarray these days. But uh, then he says it's a lousy question. And ha- and getting back to how respectful he is to the president, the president's never respectful to him. Mm-hmm. The president called him a stupid SOB. Uh, the, the president has made fun of his questions. The president's gotten mad at him and never has he done that to him? He's shown him nothing but respect. Mm-hmm. So kudos to him. Yeah. Well, it's good parenting. Yeah, it's good parenting. That's <laughs> we right. know his dad, Steve Ducey. All right. So uh, within the past, what, within the past few minutes, we've learned that it was a pretty quick hearing this morning, 10 a.m. hearing in D.C., the judge siding with Trump on that so-called protective order. And this is the January 6th case, right? right. And so in this one, I think we kind of predicted this one, And that's why it's so quick, because they're not going to allow this broad brush for Jack Smith to say, hey, yo, Trump, stifle Edith. You're not allowed to talk about anything and you're on the campaign trail. Right. It it was a it's a ridiculous request. And it would just have made had had the judge sided with with the Biden team, which I'm going to call them, even though it's Jack Smith. Jack (laughs) Smith is just the hit man. Jack Smith, Mm -hmm. by the way. Doesn't every picture of Jack Smith make him look like he's a villain in a Marvel yes. movie? He is the scariest looking guy in the world. And does he ever smile? No. I mean, he has always got this look on his <laughs> face like he's, uh, you, you know, he's like Lex Luthor's henchman. <laughs> but he is, uh, they couldn't, he, if they had ruled on this against Trump, being able to speak about it during the campaign. First of all, it would have been appealed right away and it would have been thrown out. It would have made them both look bad. But other than that, it it plays into the narrative that they are only just trying to stifle Trump during his campaign and trying to affect his campaign. But there's something else going on with all of this that is really unbelievably concerning. And that is the fact that nobody is able to talk about anything else. Yeah. So none of the Republican candidates are able to get any traction because all they're asked about is Donald Trump. And the media is focused on Donald Trump, not focused at all, which is incredibly embarrassing on the investigation into the Biden family. It's. Inc- Did you see the numbers that from from August First through August eighth, the morning of August first. This is amazing. The evening of of the eighth, there were four hundred and thirty seven minutes spent by the networks ABC, CBS, and NBC talking about Trump. Four minutes on the Biden investigation. Four minutes, and that was at a time when a lot of stuff was coming out. And so uh, they're never going to get a fair break on this. By the way, can I tell you, this last weekend I I watched, I was flipping through the Sunday morning shows, and one of the guys to watch, because somebody's got to break out with DeSantis falling Mm -hmm. apart, uh, somebody's got to break out. And, uh, you know, it's it's Ramaswamy in in Iowa, Mm -hmm. and it's uh, Christie in New Hampshire gaining some traction, but none of them anything significant they're still in third place they're still far behind the one guy nobody's talking about who i find very impressive is doug burgum um and 
I'm sure everybody goes who, but he is the he's the governor of North Dakota. He was on with um, on on this week with George Stephanopoulos. George Stephanopoulos asked him six questions. That's it. Only six questions. Every one of them was about Trump, and he was excellent. He was saying, he said, "Look, you're focused on this. Nobody else is. Mm-hmm. This is obsessing to you. You just did. You just did a panel." For 15 minutes, which is the way it should be held, which is the way it should be done. That's You don't have to ask me about it. I, I, when I'm on the campaign trail, I talk about the border. I, people ask me about inflation. People ask me about gas prices. Nobody brings this up but the media, but you. And so he went on for six minutes. He never asked him another question. Never <laughs> asked the guy another question. It's embarrassing. It really is. I have that if you guys want to hear it. Oh, a little bit of it? Yeah. Yeah, a little snippet. Yeah, well, there's a difference between is and ought, and what is right now is that Donald Trump is the front runner. He's been charged with three felony indictments, including for trying to overturn the election. Was Donald Trump wrong when he, Pence, when he pressured Mike Pence not to certify? Was Mike Pence right when he certified? Uh, George, again, I just have to say, you guys, you, I just listened to 15 minutes of legal debate on this thing, and, and, uh, and I'm sure you could run it, again, 7 by 24. Uh, but what I know is that I'm running against Joe Biden, and that's what we're going to be talking about. And, of course, not a mention in the last 15 minutes of, of you know, Hunter Biden or the laptop. Americans out there do concern. There are people on the ground that are not watching these Sunday programs that are saying, you know, why is the, why is the DOJ defending Hunter Biden, and why are they attacking President Trump? It does seem political to people. And I think that the folks in Washington have to understand that, you know, if they're surprised why Trump's leading in the polls, it is basically people pushing back and saying, hey, we don't trust the system. And that's a bigger problem for America. But I may, hold up, but, 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 but Governor, I'm asking you what you think. What, do you have an opinion Trump, on the fact Trump, that Trump. President Trump tried to overturn the election as alleged in the indictment this Six week questions. by <laughs> Special Prosecutor Smith? I'm not a lawyer. I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm and I am a someone who leads and operates businesses. It's something I care about the people of this country, and you're asking me, uh, you know, basically a legal question. We're focused on the future. There are just so many people that want to weigh in on this topic around the clock, and, and you know who loves saying, yeah, somebody else talk yeah. about this. Of course, <laughs> President Biden does because then we don't have to talk about inflation or Afghanistan or the Russian invasion. Right. The fact we're in a cold war with China, and and you also, and you also love it. China loves it. When America's divided like and this that's and the talking problem. about the yeah. past, this is what perfect. He just this said is, is how democracies fall. Yeah. That this this is all encompassing. This is all encompassing and nobody's talking about the real issues, which is exactly what the Democratic Party and the Biden campaign wanted. They wanted people all to be so focused on Trump that they were not going to talk about all the problems we're having in this country. And I think the biggest problem that's being ignored of all the problems because it roots out into so many other problems is the unsecured border. Uh, you know, I've been, in, as you know, I've been up in New York the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what is going on up there. They are a sanctuary city. If you remember, they accepted all these migrants in. Now they have 100,000. They have 2,000 more coming before the school year. They don't know how to get them into the school system. They're asking the federal government for $12 billion to help with this because they have people sleeping in the street. When you're walking along, you have migrants sleeping in the street. They're now opening up another tent city on Randall's Island. It's a crisis in that city 
That's just one city. So when they say there are border towns all across the country, look to New York, because what's happening there right now is a crisis. And even Eric Adams is now speaking out against it. But he, oh, yeah, he continues bad. to double down and say he supports Biden. But he's been saying he was on CBS. He was on CNN. And yeah. Yeah. yeah saying secure the border, which yeah. is which yeah. is it's the most obvious thing in the world. But isn't it pathetic that it has to con- it was brilliant, by the way, to send folks to New York because all the media is there. And so now mm-hmm. all of a sudden, oh, because it happens to New York City. Oh, NIMBYs. Right? Yeah, yeah, the rest yeah. of the country now says, oh, look, it's happening in New York. And now now we have the media attention. Right. So now well, maybe it'll get covered properly. By the way, that's why Governor Abbott was brilliant. He, yeah. I mean, for him to care so much about his state where he said, look, nobody's paying attention to this. We have an emergency here. I'm going to send them all across the country. That's what started this and got the attention. But he's still ignoring it. Mm-hmm. And the reason he's ignoring it is the worst thing. Is it, It's evil. It's because it's all completely political because his only solutions are to do what Trump did. And he will not do that. And so he ignores it. Now, apparently he ignores it publicly, but privately there are reports that he you can hear F-bombs throughout the West Wing every time the numbers come in. He's furious (laughs) that it's not being handled. But um which I'm Look, sorry to laugh. But. Yeah, be, yeah, no, I understand. The, the F-bombs through the White House are, is funny, especially to hear him saying it, um, which he probably messes up. But you know, the one <laughs> word you can't mess up, I'm sure he, he fumbles somehow. But this is, this is the root of so many other problems. It's the root of, of crime. It's the root of, yeah. of human trafficking in this country. It's the root of fentanyl in this country. If there's a terrorist attack... They probably came across that border. It is, a, it is a huge problem in this country, and it's not being addressed. It's completely being ignored, and the media malpractice on not saying a thing about this. Right. And by the way, the Republican candidates, too. This yes. is all they should be talking about, not talking about this enough. But I, I, you know what? I'll take that back. Maybe they are. Who would know? Right. Because it's covered. not being covered. The the media malpractice on this story, which I believe is the biggest story in the country. Oh, and one la- another thing. <laughs> this thing about well, the numbers are down now. You know, the numbers are down now. It's now it's only a, a hundred and fifty, a hundred and eighty thousand a month. They're down. This is his. This is Biden's story. Please don't fall for this. This this is Biden's story with everything. Mm-hmm. He comes in. He creates a crisis. Right, gas prices. Highest in history. Now they went down a little bit. Look, I brought gas prices down. No, you set them up and then you brought them down a little bit. Inflation. Oh, look, inflation is down. First of all, inflation is cumulative. So when you get 3%, that's on top of the record 14% last year. So, no, you didn't bring it down. It's still going up. Same with the border. We had a historic number of people come over, almost 3 million people, if you include the getaways and the people that they did uh, have contact with. If you include everybody, it's almost 3 million people. Never before did we go over 2 million. He, 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 he broke every historic record. And what does he say now? Well, now look at it. It's, it's, it's down. It's coming down. Please don't fall for any of that. That's the only thing he has to run on. Yeah, is to say it's better. 
it's better than when I screwed it up. It's going in the right direction, and it's not. And yet, still, and I said it in the last hour, but just to you know, highlight this that he just asked for twenty four plus billion for Ukraine and a pittance comparatively for the opioid crisis as well as for the border crisis. So think about that to protect their border, right? He, their that's border. all the money to protect their border, <laughs> not ours, not our border. It's crazy. That was cut. I want to talk about something that, and it was actually our last. Emmy Award that was won in New York and then here in this market in Philadelphia was a great series that you hosted, Larry Menti, um, with with regard to the opioid crisis. And so I knew that you would want to talk about this latest Supreme Court ruling from yesterday with the Supreme Court putting this temporary hold on the deal that was cut with the Sackler family, Purdue Pharma, think of Dope Sick. And and the fact that the family and this was signed off by attorneys general across the country, including our own Josh Shapiro, who's now governor. Right. And so now the Supreme Court putting a hold on this, saying not quite yet. Your take on that as far as the movement moving forward, had this not been brought forth, um, this is a family of billionaires who, yes, uh, would have had to pay the six billion and have the company, you know, they lose the company in essence, but still never spend a day in jail. They would have been immune from, shielded from civil lawsuits. Can you take me through your reaction to that? Well, let's back up for a Mm -hmm. second so people know what they did. This was an unknowing. They knew how dangerous this was, and they pushed it anyway. They paid off doctors. They paid off people in the federal government. They hired people in the federal government that had contacts so they could get this through. And they were told to push opioids more than any other pain drug. Do you remember when you used to have to go to the doctors and you got that chart with all the faces saying if you're happy or you're in pain and you had to choose where you are in pain? The Sacklers did that. They pushed that. They got that put in every hospital and in every a doctor's office. Mm-hmm. And if you picked a certain level, you got opioids. You got opioids. They caused the opioid crisis that w- that we dealt with that killed hundreds of thousands of Americans. And then they lied about it, and then they paid off the government not to put them in jail. Uh, it, look, it's too late for this. They should be in jail. There's no question. All of them should be in jail. And if if you haven't read Dope Sick, read it. If you haven't watched the series Dope Sick, mm-hmm. on, it's on Hulu, I believe. Yeah. Please, please watch it because it's disgusting what they did. So, yes, all of these families that lost someone should have their billions. Mm-hmm. They should be broke. That they, This is the, one of the greatest crimes that happened in American history, and they got away with murder. Mass murder. They're the biggest mass murderers in American history. And they were they were allowed to go free because they had a lot of money. It's disgusting. And so, yes, kudos to the Supreme Court, although this is a temporary order. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. We'll have to see if they have the guts to go through with this. But if they do, expect an enormous class action lawsuit against the Sacklers that will decimate that family, and they deserve it. Amen. And it's, you know, when you hold that, it was in Monmouth, Monmouth University. It was a town hall 
I think we were all affected by that that day shooting that series, and people can find it. Online. Remember, somebody we had to stop. We had to stop the broadcast because yeah. somebody had withdrawals yeah. in in the audience, and yeah. we had to have a doctor rush up and emergency personnel come up because they were all fighting opioids. No, it was uh, the stories were horrible. The parents, that, who the were sheriff there? whose son oh my died. God. Uh, you know, who came home to find who was just reviving someone else and came home to see his his son dead. I mean, it was story after story after story. And it's worse now. Yeah. And it's being ignored again. And and it's being made. Look, even the Biden DEA says this. The head of the DEA says this is being manufactured in China. It's being sent to Mexico at factories by the cartel, they make it look like Adderall and other common drugs. Then they send it to America. And so much has come across the border that enough has come across. I mean, I know the old figures. It might be more than that now to kill every American six and a half times over, as if that was even possible. But it shows you the num- how much how much of the uh, synthetic opioid in this country and can kill people. And and. I, I can't stand the people that say things like, well, you know, some of these people deserve it. They shouldn't be taking drugs. No, 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 no. That's not how it happens. There's a kid in San Diego that it's a heartbreaking story about this kid in San Diego that wanted to study for a test. And he ordered one pill of Adderall online. So it came to so. So the pushers are right now on your phone. They're in your hands. It came to him. He took it and died. Because it was an, there was way too much fentanyl in that pill, because it was made in Mexico, made supplied by China, and the fact that we're that fact that this imbecile that's in office right now is not going after China on anything, mm-hmm. let alone this. How we keep bowing to China because he's compromised is embarrassing. It's more than embarrassing; it's despicable. And the fact that we're not going after the cartels, yes, is also incredible at this point and we're not putting pressure on mexico mexico says no 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 it's not the cartels the the president no 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 i I think you're wrong about that we're the united states of america they're at our border we should give we should give them an ultimatum by the way do you don't think trump would give them an ultimatum well absolutely yeah so nobody's talking about that because that would be a solution no we have to talk about the trump indictment the latest trump indictment what a joke total joke all right well, one thing Larry and I love, the Chapman family team, Chapman Windows, Doors, and Siding, they've done such a beautiful job on our home, and especially on a day like this, where we, especially this morning, 72 degrees, 70 degrees, I think it was in the 60s overnight, and we can leave those patio doors open with the screen doors. It's so beautiful, and we think the world of Mike and Mark Chapman started this business locally 30 years ago in Chester County. Their business has grown. Their family has grown. I can tell you, I can vouch for you, they do a beautiful job. They can customize, too. Make sure that you take a, at least check out their website, chapmanwindowsdoors.com, the new Nana, relatively new within, what, the past maybe six, eight months I've been talking about it, N-A-N-A, the, the wall product, gorgeous wall of glass, doors, and windows. It will transform your home, bring the light in, open things up. They also offer premium architecture shutters designed to last a lifetime, historically accurate, with stunning hardware options, and a lifetime warranty. They really do it all. Like I say, stucco remediation, windows, doors, interior doors, exterior doors, whatever it is, you can expect the Chapman team will offer you meticulous work, outstanding service, 
high-quality products installed by high-quality people. Okay, they've got a lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom. You might have a good product, but if you have an installer come, especially if they farm that out to somebody else who doesn't know what they're doing, it, it, it's useless. It's it's not going to be installed properly. It's not going to last. It's not going to wear right. Okay, and that's the kind of thing that matters. They're also going to respect your family budget. Just call or text them, 610-431-8898, 610-431-8898. When it comes to, when it comes to my home and who I'm going to trust in my home to fix my home or make my home more beautiful, Chapman. Chapman is my choice. ChapmanWindowsDoors.com. Chapman, a name that's synonymous with integrity. ChapmanWindowsDoors.com. Please let them know Dawn sent you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The latest news this hour, the federal judge assigned to former President Donald Trump's 2020 January 6th election case, uh, siding with Trump's defense attorneys. So Trump gets the victory here, although the judge said it was a close decision. Judge saying that she was not persuaded that the government has shown all information gathered in the case would fall under the protective order. So there's a narrow ruling here this morning within the hour where the judge is saying that only information designated as, quote, sensitive should be protected. In other words, uh, defeat for the Biden administration or Jack Smith's office as the prosecutors did not get their way. Another headline, of course, is, um, well, Senator Rand Paul calling for perjury charges at the very least against Dr. Fauci. So so that one, as he said, he's a big liar, liar. But your reactions, as Larry Menti is here, 855-839-1210. We've been talking about all the top stories on this Friday. Let's get to your calls, 855-839-1210. Let's take Tim is in Montgomery County. Hey, Tim. Hey, how's it going? Good. Curious what Larry's thoughts are on the similarities between the opioid crisis and the vaccine uh, rollout situation in terms of what we were told about it and, and what we know about it now. Yeah, I Seems don't like think there's a lot of similarities there to me. Well, you tell me what the similarities are. Well, COVID was a bioweapon that was unleashed on our population by a combination of our government and China, similar to the opioid crisis, right? And, well, then, I, and then the vaccine was unleashed on our population by a combination of our pharmaceutical companies and our government, just like the opioid crisis. And now we know, just like opioids, the vaccine wasn't any good for us. So, 
Well, except, curious what your thoughts. Curious what your thoughts on the parallels are. Except for the vast, vast majority of people that died were unvaccinated, and so I don't. Uh, I don't really think that that's true. That's I think absolutely there's a lot true. Of information well, that back that up. No, and yep, I think there's please, a lot of people. Please that tell died me the information the you have and, and what your sources are, because well, everybody. Well, you tell me what yours are. CDC, you tell me what yours CDC, are. CDC, you're yelling over Gentlemen, me. So time, time out I waited second. for you. You can wait for me. Time out one second, Larry. They were the, the when Larry says unvaccinated. Let's let us not forget. These were unvaccinated individuals who were in nursing homes in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, for example, before the vaccine was even available. Well, no, it's it's almost 90 percent. I mean, it's it, it even happened afterwards when people did not get vaccinated. They were dying. There are there are thousands that died after getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. He's right about that. But it, it pales in comparison to the people that died when they were unvaccinated. And and trust me, sir, you can you can look it up anywhere, but make it make it a reliable site. Make it uh, Johns Hopkins if you don't trust the CDC and, and they'll tell you the same thing. Make it the World Health Organization. And if you don't trust them, do you really trust the World Health Organization, Larry? I really? just, I That's just said, trust? I just said to you, if you don't trust the World Health no, Organization, I'm asking you, I'm asking you if you trust the World Health Organization. I trust them when it comes to statistics. I don't trust them when it comes to, say, investigating China that that pays them a lot of money. Getting back to your first. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't really work like that, Larry. You yeah, can't trust their, trust their statistics and then not trust their investigations. Yes, you I can. Mean, and let me tell you why. They're, one, yeah, in, they're you, one in the same. No, they're, they're one not. In the same. They're not. I mean, they're absolutely wrong. You, no, you're together. absolutely wrong. You've been wrong about almost everything you've said. And and I don't know where you're getting your information because nobody has approved that, proved that this was a bio attack. I think people are are now. It's Lots more, of people have proved that. You were just talking about Rand Paul. Rand Paul's the one that he doesn't say, say it was a bio, bio attack, attack either from China the whole time. No, right? he never said that. A bio attack is much different than them doing gain of function research in the lab and it leaking out of the lab. That's much different. They didn't leak out of the lab, though. They let it out of the lab. How do you know that? that How do you know that? Well, I will. How do you know they didn't? Well, so you don't know. No, you said it definitively. (laughs) You said it definitively. You don't know that. You you just admitted you have no idea. There's been many investigations that have said that they've let it leak on purpose. Name one. Name one that said it didn't. You haven't given this any statistics to back up what you're saying either, Larry. Hold on. Here's what we can you're, you're deep state, I know you are, but what am I? Vac- <laughs> your deep state vaccine pushing on the air no. for the pharmaceutical companies as always. No, nobody's, do- nobody's doing that. And, I, and Tim, I thank you. I think I can, I can find common ground here. First of all, I, I even said to Larry during the commercial break, we talked about COVID. I don't. COVID is not a vaccine as, as far as an immunization. Like, for example, the polio vaccine. We know that that, thank God, eradic, pretty much eradicated polio. We now know that the COVID, we know a lot more that we did not know. And there was a lot of, A, that they did not know or they did not tell us that we now know, right? That it, it's not a vaccine like the polio vaccine. It's more like, it's more like the flu shot. So there's all of this information. Right. I will say this to a lot of Tim's questions. I think we're allowed to ask these questions and allowed. He's to... not asking questions. He was making well, definitive statements. He's, it was much different than asking what questions. What he's saying is rooted in honest to God questions. When you have Fauci out there who allegedly. You think China unleashed a bio attack on the world. Larry, I don't know. Really? I don't know. 
How do I know? What, what, Either way. How would I that don't, help them? I don't know. And I want to know. And we deserve to know. Uh, and the fact, let me just tell you something. People like Tim, we went through hell in our country. We're okay. allowed to say, we're allowed to ask all of these questions. And might might you say, well, gee, you're thinking way too far to an extreme. Well, geez, I never would have thought that Fauci would have li- apparently lied to us but that the way sense. he did. His lies made sense because uh, because he could be criminally charged. That's why that made sense. He was lying about it because he would be culpable. He tried to cover it up. The letter that he hid is the smoking gun, and he's going to be in big trouble. It, it, there's no question he is going to be at least convicted in lying to Congress if, if they have any Democrats... Okay, but what el- then, you, then it just begs the question, what else is he lying about? And also, why did he go to such lengths of lying about all the masks? I mean, there were a lot of lies there that they knew full well that, for example, a cloth mask didn't work. So I, to me, Tim's, nobody's wrong with saying, well, oh my goodness. That if it was this- a bio attack? It just makes no sense. Why would they? It, they were hurt just as much as anybody else. Their allies were hurt just as much. I hope else. you're right. It was a, but it, I, we deserve to have of all lab. the transparency. We do. And there's nothing wrong with somebody saying, well, gee, you know, was this some kind of an attack? It, was it? It's a, you're, we're allowed to ask that question. Do I hope to God that's not the truth? Of course. I hope to God you're right. And I agree with you. Does it make that sense to you that it person, would be true? Larry, it's such a freaking insane... Just tell me, does it make any sense to no, you? No, nothing makes sense in this world. Everything's Something upside down. Something leaking out of a lab does make sense. It's yes, happened before. And it, I it, hope it, you're right. Spanish flu was caused by it leaking out of a lab. So, yes, things leak out of labs. But a bio-attack on your own country, because they were decimated as well, is makes no sense. Well, you know what else makes no sense? How come all of a sudden when we've had drugs that work that didn't like kill mass amounts of people, how come now these the they can't get the fentanyl whatever ingredient right? Why does it behoove any drug dealer to make something that actually kills people when they take one pill and they're not a drug abuser? So that could go a lot. There, actually, fentanyl is used every day in this country in a safe way. I know it, it's used on it's used on babies. But what motivation does any drug maker illegal illegal drug dealer? What motivation do they have to make a product that is killing people daily? Because it's addictive. If it as if you have a certain amount of it, and it's cheaper to make fentanyl than it is. But you to just make said the, the kid took one Adderall pill and died because it was made. He didn't get it from a prescription. It was made in exactly. Mexico. Exactly. But why are right. they? Because they're making money and they don't care if they kill people. There's answers to all of these questions, but the but there's not answers to the question. There's you understand, though, Larry, that in this world where everything is upside down, every it's crazy land right now. The call you tell me about it, right? Yeah. So no, but so for somebody like for somebody to say, you know, this is so crazy. Is what is there something he more going on that. here? He didn't say that. He said it was a bio attack. Okay. He said definitively it was a bio attack. He didn't ask a question. He did. This is what happens when we have a failure of high quality leadership that all of a sudden people start fearing everything and fearing oh my goodness what's this is exactly what happens when we have this void of high quality leadership that makes sense to people and where there's law and order what's what's scary to me is that there is information out there and people ignore it yes that's what's scary Mm -hmm. to me 
What's scary to me is we know exactly how many people died that were unvaccinated, and that's ignored. Yes, there are people in every vaccine, by the way, the measles vaccine, the, you know, every vaccine, there are some people that have horrible effects. And but die. they were hiding. They were no they were not publicizing, for example, the no myocarditis yeah, no situation. Question. You're right. And at the time, I, I remember people were calling because you and I, we went, I, I was vaccinated initially. I didn't get any of the boosters. I know that you did. Um, our kids didn't get any of the boosters, They, right. but they did at recommendation because Michael was amid all of this nonsense, right. uh, was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. So we trusted the doctors. Right. And so we were all vaccinated initially. I didn't get any of the boosters because then we were hearing about all these people who were boosted and they seemed to get it more than the non-boosted. It, it got it started getting weird. I'm just saying that there has been so much. I don't know, misinformation, well, You're right, and it leads to conspiracy theories. When there is misinformation, it does lead to conspiracy theories, and and I get that. I understand that, and I understand it, it breeds mistrust, and, that, and that's a fair point. That's absolutely a fair point. But there are some things that are claimed as fact that just aren't factual, and it's important, I think, to push back on those things. But I, I will agree with you that we don't know for a fact that it wasn't, a bio attack, but that makes no sense. But it does make sense that it leaked out of the lab. As a matter of fact, it makes more sense than it mm-hmm. than it happening natural naturally. So I, but I understand. I understand how you go there. But to state it as a fact is dangerous. I see what you're saying. That's, yeah, and I would never do that. But I also anybody who calls and says that to me, I think is more. I don't even think they're necessarily state, meaning to state it as a fact. I think it's a fear. And I think that when, and I think there is that feeling in this country of who do I trust? The the so-called mainstream media that people used to trust, right. they don't trust anymore. Uh, uh, it's, you know, for Dr. Fauci, who's been around in government for a long time, remember when Brad Pitt played him on whatever, Saturday Night Live, thank you, Dr. Fauci. And all of us, the rest of us, Only we were, he was we a were deplorable, but we were deplorable because we questioned everything. Right. And so I'm not going to, so when somebody calls and talks about basically their worst fears, that's what's going on in our country. But there's some scary things. Yes. You, can't, you have to be careful because there's some things that are said that are untrue and it could actually kill people. When you yeah. say that any vaccine is is killing massive amounts of people, right. more people than died from the virus, that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. And so that's that's what I believe you need to push back from. Anthony's dying to get in here. Yeah, I was going to oh. say, I think to your point, Sorry, on the reason people are like this is because it's really, it comes down to logic and statistics. And we all need to do our own research and come and look at those numbers and see the statistics and come to our own conclusions. And I think to Larry's point, the reason people do think it's a bioweapon is because someone, even a Democrat, Obama banned gain of function research. Fauci went around them, went out to China, and they were still doing stuff with this. And look at what happened. So, you know, whether you're on the right or on the left, it is weird that Fauci ended up in China researching this and then it was leaked. I'm not saying it was leaked on purpose as a bioweapon, but I think asking those questions is a smart thing, but at the same time, you can't just jump to those conclusions and say, well, how do you know it wasn't? How do, and that's essentially what he was doing. I think, you know, I think in Tim's defense, he reflects the frustration, anger, and fear that many Americans feel. Can you play Rand Paul, just a yeah, piece of him? Yeah. Because I know he has spoken out about this, and he wants Fauci 
to face the music. And, and he says he's lied. You know, I don't think there's ever been a clear case of perjury in the history of government testimony. And I don't say that lightly. He said adamantly that the government never funded this gain-of-function research. We now have the Government Accountability Office, the GAO, has admitted that the funding came from the NIH. We have the acting director, Tayback, of the NIH, admitting it in writing that it came from the NIH. But now we have really the smoking gun, and that is Fauci in private saying the opposite of what he was saying in public. When he was publicly telling me that absolutely we did not fund gain-of-function research in China, he says privately, we are suspicious that the right. virus has been manipulated, and we are suspicious it's because it's we important. know they're... And Rand Paul, God bless him, he's an important voice. I do. Can I get to one phone call at least? The phone, 855-839-1210. Who do I take here, Anthony and Jimmy? Uh, let's Paul's go to training. Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, guys. How you doing? So uh, I want to talk to Larry. Larry says that he um, he's he's good with the WHO. But if you look at WHO, you look at the World Economic Forum, you look at the Gates Foundation, all these people flat out told you at news conferences that they need to depopulate the planet. So when you make a statement like, why would China depopulate their own people? It's because they don't want the people on the planet because they're screaming that there's not enough food. But when you got Saudi Arabia burning 60 million tires in the desert, but in the United States, we got to start driving electric cars because these guys over in the desert are burning 400 million so tires. So a lot of stuff that you're saying is like you're asking these guys where they get all their information. All the information that you need is out there, and it, and, and it's so easily accessible. You know, they found bio. So wait a second. Hold on. Can I, let, me, let me just wait, jump in because we don't have a lot of here. time. Yeah, sorry. We don't have a lot of time, but you're now saying that the WHO, the Gates Foundation – Fauci all got together to kill people to depopulate the world. That's your point? So you don't know who Klaus Schwab is. That's you your point? I just, want to, I just want to make sure I understand you. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. These are your leaders saying it. These okay. are your leaders they said gathering that. They said they're going to kill people to depopulate the world. No, nobody. Not that they yeah, would you bring... can look on Klaus, You can look right on the World Economic Forum's website, and you can hear Klaus Schwab. You can hear uh, you realize you can hear depopulate Trudeau, can mean can something hear... different than what you're saying. It doesn't mean sure. killing so people. when so when so when Bill Gates comes out and says we're we're genetically modifying things and jabbing it in little kids' arms, Larry, just you're you're a reporter, dog. Like it's really easy to find all this stuff. No, I know, but you've misinterpreted it. You've, you've absolutely misinterpreted what's We're running going on. out of time. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. We'll revisit that and the, the mosquitoes vaccinating people. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you call in, I get to, I do defend you because I get defensive because these are crazy times. And I, I just think that there are no crazy questions. All right. Even though we're all living in upside down land. And clearly, you know, I think f- for those of you calling, I appreciate you. We'll continue the conversation, but. I do feel that this leads to these questions of looking around saying, oh, my goodness, these so-called institutions, I don't trust anybody anymore. Can we take Chris? Chris? You, you guys should all talk when I'm not here. I know. Here. We'll talk about Larry behind <laughs> us back. We do? All right. I'll take your calls if we have time around the corner. I don't know. We're running out of time here. But we got to talk about Piazza because Larry and I and our oldest son, who's uh, still a teenager, but he's commuting back and forth, Penn State. So Michael needs a car. And this is the perfect time. I said, what did I say the other day, Larry? I'm like, yeah, go to piazzaautogroup.com. Look, so he looked on the Honda. I think we'll end up at Springfield Honda um, Piazza. 
But whatever your needs, you can find that new certified pre-owned vehicle from my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. They're all over the place, tri-state region, and they carry more than 1,200 pre-owned vehicles at any given time. So a lot of times I talk about my Honda minivan, but Honda, Acura, Mazda, Hyundai, Volkswagen, but they have so many other brands, pretty much everything you can imagine. Just visit them at P-I-A-Z-Z-A, PiazzaAutoGroup.com. Search Piazza's pre-owned inventory or for that dealer nearest you. Make sure you tell them Dolan sent you. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.